I finally found like a way of life that veganism that aligned with my ethics and my beliefs and it's like finally I felt it it was like a weight had been lifted off of me that I didn't even know was there because I finally felt like I wasn't contributing to harm. That is my sister Katie Legan. I'm Anna Admire. I'm Michael Admire. And this is is Admire Admire the the Vegans Vegans Podcast. Podcast. Nailed it. (laughs) We have our first guest, and there was no doubt we wanted it to be Katie. She's a super mom, lover of all animals, and my role model. Katie has been our number one sidekick and a huge inspiration to both of us. She's everything Anna just said, plus her and her family has welcomed 20 farmed animals into their caring home. In this conversation, Katie tells us her vegan story and how she started Happy Hearts and Hooves Farm Sanctuary. With that, here we go. Welcome in to Admire the Vegans. We are fully rested compared to the last time uh, we got on the on the microphone here, and uh, we're starting to get into the busy time of year. Uh, holidays, nuts for Anna at the salon. Yeah. Uh, basketball season right around the corner for me. So the late nights, road trips coming soon, plus all the madness that comes with the holidays. Are you ready for this? I don't know if I am, but. We'll make it happen. We find a way every single year. Yes, we do. Find a way. I'm excited. Thanksgiving's (laughs) my favorite, so, and it's my birthday. Yes, coming up. That's a uh, subtle reminder for me. It is, yeah. I appreciate that. (laughs) Coming up at the end of the month. We've got a fun fun trip coming up at the end of the month uh, with the men's basketball team and uh, yeah, we can get more into that a little bit later. And we don't want to chit-chat too much because we want to get uh, right into the topic of conversation today. And uh, from the beginning, we said we always wanted to have guests on. We wanted to have um, – you guys are so funny. We wanted to have, we wanted to have guests on, and um, it, it was pretty obvious uh, kind of how we wanted to, to kick things off because uh, we have Katie – Lagan in here and, and Katie, uh, us three have talked about for about a year about recording some sort of conversation, whether it's uh, for like public consumption or not. Uh, but now here we are on the microphones. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm a little nervous, but mostly just excited. And I love talking with you guys about our journey and. Yeah, so I'm ready to get into it. You two are so funny. Well, Why? One, we one, keep like looking at each other. I'm like always like, don't make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of crying during this, but I'll probably just laugh. The oh whole my time. gosh! Yeah, Actually, just no, I cry still. I'll just be corralling the sisters. Yeah, this yeah. whole time. And you guys do kind of sound alike in the headphones. So if I ever say that that's Katie or this is Anna, that's why. All right. Hmm. Um. Yeah. No. This is like so special to me. Um, because Katie's just my favorite person ever. Um, but no, Katie's just been like my role model in like every part of my life. 
but obviously being or just like the vegan world um for sure you're just like the number one for me so it's just really exciting well she's to blame yeah you are to blame oh gosh no <laughs> well first of all to credit i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> first of all thank you yeah i love you so I much love you too. um yeah no you guys have actually like inspired me so much through this journey and like just having that support and you know we have our little like group texts on the side that we share recipes or like um just ideas conversation that's been key that's been amazing yeah so yeah, I feel blessed for sure the dynamic is really unique because in a matter of three months we went from like not even knowing any vegans to all three of us and uh, throughout right. the pandemic all kind of leaned on each other. And it's, it's cool. And yeah. that's, we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, first we wanted to jump into just like the day in the life of Katie Lagan, super mom, oh. sanctuary <laughs> owner, <laughs> operator. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, what's it like from the moment you wake up until you finally get some sleep? That's so funny that you say the super mom thing because just in the car this morning, Harper, my middle four-year-old, uh, was just talking about how she wanted candy for breakfast. And I'm like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. So she got super upset. <laughs> She's like, you know what? You need to just go find another family. <laughs> Harper said yes, that? Yes, she did. That's like usually uh, a Palmer comment or something. I know, yeah, but <laughs> Harper always follows it up with like a hug and oh, I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll just have candy later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my That's so funny. Um, anyway, a day in the life. Um, so I have three kids. Uh, Charlie is in first grade. He'll be seven in February. Harper, uh, preschool, four-year-old, um, and Palmer is going to be three on Friday. Yeah. Wait, what day is it? Friday. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they, <laughs> they and themselves are their own little crazy mess of just loveliness <laughs> and then my husband Greg um who's also just amazing um but a day in the life so I wake up before hopefully well I try to wake up before everyone um and then that's when I start like my chores for the day so that includes feeding the pigs um feeding, well, feeding everyone to a certain extent, making sure that everyone has hay, making sure that everyone has fresh water. Um, we, so I, I close the goats off at night because um, we do have some predators. So close them off. Let So I clean out their area. Um, I use that time to scoop up all the poop, which is <laughs> pretty much sums up the a day in the life of just, just a lot of poop, scooping poop. I just scoop poop all day long and clean up poop. Um, yeah, and so it just kind of makes sure that everyone is set outside, um, give everyone their love, do a little, like, health check, you know, on everyone, just visually make sure that everyone's doing good to start the day. Um, and then I walk inside and, and get the day started with my human children, um, yeah. which includes just, you know, breakfast for everyone, get everyone changed, uh, say like 
hurry up, we have to go 15 million times, uh, rush out the door, take Charlie to school. And then um, I'm blessed to be able to just stay home. Um, I don't work outside the home. Um, and so I just use, you know, the rest of my day to hang out with the kids. The kids um, get to be outside. Uh, all of our animals are are very close to our home, which is the benefit of having like a smaller property. Um, so they, the kids are outside with me all day long. You know, they're do it, helping with the chores. Um, it's kind of funny. Harper's favorite thing, and so is Palmer's, is to scoop the poop. Mm-hmm. And so they'll be like, "It's my turn. No, it's my turn." <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Um, it's so typical. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, once we pick everyone up from school, um, same kind of kid thing starts over again. And then I do my nighttime chores. Uh, so, yeah. And then go to bed and start it all over again. Scoop and poop and, uh, and chores. <laughs> yeah. And take care of the, And, uh, you know, sports are really starting up. Yep. I know Charlie's super involved. So That's right. your soccer mom on top of that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they. So the soccer season has just ended. However, he mentioned something about basketball, wanting to do basketball. So that will be starting up too. Yeah, there's no time off. No, no, there's mm-hmm. not. But I would go crazy if there was any. I mean, this is. I feel like in the busyness of it is where I thrive. I, I think my mind would just go crazy if I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, just stuff to do, um, people to take care of, things to to look after. Yeah, you've yeah. always taken care of. Yeah, you've always been the one that was like, okay, we know that you will be there, ready to take care of us. Oh well, so that makes sense. Like with the dogs and everything growing up. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did Anyways, have a lot that of makes dogs sense. growing up. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's get into a little bit of the the growing up story because yeah. a couple things. Um, I mean, I've only been in the family five years. Yeah, so I, I've been Gosh, a, a, around the family for five years. So Charlie wait. was already yeah. born. Yeah, and you and Greg were already married. Yeah, so it was one of those things to where you know I, I knew a little bit of Katie. You know, pre moving to the to the acreage, pre moving down to right. to coming, but. Um, you know, not, I mean, most of the life that I've kn- known you, you guys have been out on the, out on the farm and, uh, had the animals. So yeah. it's, um, that's l- true because wait, yeah. you had, you, two of the West Des Moines houses. Yes. Yep. I was around for you, two of the yeah. yep, West Des Moines houses. Cody Drive and what was yeah, the one before um, that? 52nd place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 52nd, uh, maybe barely. a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you guys lived out uh, on Cody Drive for a little bit. We did. It, it was a couple of years, and then, yep. or was it even two it years? Was, it wasn't two years yeah. yet. It was like a year and a half. Yeah. And that was a great house. That was a great neighborhood. Um, but it was yeah, just time to was, get out of the city. Yeah. And get out of West Des Moines. It was, and it was the best thing. And I think that Greg could, Greg was a little bit um, hesitant at first to move you know, we had great neighbors. We had a great neighborhood, good relationships with. I mean, we were close to everyone and everything. You're going to be walking distance from the school, we were, right? Yes, yeah. we were. <laughs> um, so Greg was understandably hesitant about that, but I think, I mean, even we talk about it. You know, as we 
are sitting like on our porch on Saturday nights, you know, when the weather was a little warmer, just how it was one of the best decisions we've ever made to move out in the quiet. And it's just so much space. And yeah, it's just like where you guys belong for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When did you all start kind of thinking about moving out into property? Was there a moment or a thought or how does that even come about? Okay. So as crazy as this sounds every year when, so our family grew up, um, my dad loved the Iowa state fair. Mm -hmm. So we would, it was a tradition, you know, every Thursday opening Thursday, we would, my mom wasn't a super big fan, but dad was. And so Anna and I, and Ben, all three of us would go with my dad and it was like this big thing. And my favorite, when I was younger, my favorite place to walk through was the animal barn. And I would just love it. You know, I, I, to me, they just were all like enjoying their time in the barn. And, and that was that. Um, and I remember every year about that time, I, I would think like, I, someday I'm going to like, be able to have animals like this, you know, not knowing what actually goes into those, into the state fair, or the 4-H programs or whatever. But um, that is something that I always wanted to be able to do is have those animals. Well, um, then, you know, as life goes on, like I got married, we had kids, we were living in the suburbs, um, kind of didn't really, I mean, of course I thought about it, but um and then there was this house, I was looking on Zillow, and there was this house out in Adel that had like three and a half acres, it had a horse barn, and um, Greg and I just went out for an open house, and I think that's kind of what kicked it off. I mean, the house wasn't for us, but it's, it's. I felt like this is where we have to be, and, and Greg was super, um, like I said, hesitant at first, but then very supportive, and then we just kind of started looking that's what started our search and now he like loves your guys's place now. yeah he does like of course you're just like always looking for more yeah. end or whatever <laughs> but he's like loves the distance yeah. from there to like where he works and like i don't know it's a it is a really good spot yeah it, we are very happy there but yeah, yeah. So that's just funny that it took convincing and now it'll take convincing to get him like to a new spot yeah yeah because he loves for it. sure but yeah um, did I, do I remember a trip to Howl's too, that maybe oh. where a couple times you all went and just fell in love with the goats yes. and you're like, all right, how do we that, get, get goats? You're right. Yes. That was, um, the big, one of the big reasons why I, yeah, for sure wanted to pull the trigger. Like I would take the kids out, um, and I would be the one that would be sitting down on the ground <laughs> with them and the kids would be like, Hey, let's go play. And I would just want to stay there yeah. and just, just want to with the them goats all. and it would come out with yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I originally, you know, when we were looking for land, I never had, I, I truly can say I never really had the idea that I would be like taking in more animals than maybe just two or three goats, you know, and I definitely, I certainly, um, was not vegan at that time and it was not vegan when we got our first three goats so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh just quickly howls is a kind of like a pumpkin patch uh area where right I, I, yeah there are 
hay rides in the fall. They have a bunch of different events, but they also have a ton of goats out there. So that was a little background for anybody that isn't from central Iowa listening. Uh, okay. So before we, um, before we go back, uh, or before we go forward, uh, let's go back a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you all talked about the houses and looking on Zillow <laughs> and that was like a thing of you all growing oh, up. Goodness. So oh, yes. could, could you two kind of go into just, uh, what, you know, life was like growing up in the Evans household. We don't have any, you know, Evans by name anymore here, uh, OG but Evans, the, the, uh, the OG Evans, <laughs> yeah. uh, y- your uh, lovely parents, hard workers uh, that basically, um, you know, uh, grinded to get uh, to get to where they are in their careers. Yeah. Um, an eye doctor, and then your mom worked in the dentist- dentistry field for a while, and they had three kids. Katie, you being. The oldest, the middle child being Ben, Anna being the youngest. And what was what was it like growing up um, in the Evans household? Yeah. Okay, well, quick before we forget, the fair. Do you remember we would go and every year try and get the horse oh that gosh. was, like, put our name in the raffle? I, and it was like, oh, my gosh, like, for yes. sure the horse can live, like, behind our garage. <laughs> And I would just walk it with a leash every day. No, I know. Like, that was the vision. So every, I just, like, when I when you were saying they, that, I was like, oh, my gosh. They would have, which now it's so sad to me, but yeah. they would have this horse, mm-hmm. um, and you would, you know, pay a dollar a ticket or whatever, um, and put your name in this drawing, and at the end, the last day of the fair, they would choose. And the person could either choose to take the horse yeah. or take $2,000. Yeah. And so dad would always, always would put our always name put in. our names in. And, and we would yeah. be like, no, dad, we'd get the horse. No, for sure. Which he loves I, the horses yeah, too, but I, so. He went along with it. <laughs> okay, anyways, I was just going to yeah. forget no, that. No, I would wait <laughs> by the phone. I remember one yes. year we went to Clear Lake to visit grandma and grandpa, and I was I don't know if we should do this because they might call, call. us. And it <laughs> was like the answering machines that you would listen to yeah. and would like blink. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> um, growing up as an Evans, I mean, I remember we always had dogs. That was always a thing that we would always, um, we were animal people because we, I mean, we ended up our peak time of dogs were um, six. And it would always be like, um, it would be mom's idea, right? Well, I guess, okay, let's start with just Jack was a rescue. But it would be like mom's idea. She would go and be like, Shane, we really want another dog. And he'd be like, I don't think we do right now, but it's your choice. And she'd be like, okay, great, we're going to go get them. So we'd always end up going and getting the dog that we would find on, I don't know. In the newspaper yeah. <laughs> or something. Yes. So they were not all rescues. No. Um, I'm trying to think some family traditions that we had. I mean, you all were, you all are still like a super, super tight knit family. We are close. Yes. We are very close. Like yeah. talk on the phone to mom multiple times oh, a day. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, um, our mom, um, when we got a little older, she went, she's a dental assistant by trade. So she went um, and she worked two days out of the week. But that was when 
I think Ben and I at least were in school. Um, and then, but other than that, she was stay at home mom. We, we always had like dinner ready. Yeah. You know, we always had her on the table. Faith was really Mm -hmm. important to our family. Um, still is, which I think is, you know, one of the reasons why we, yeah. I mean, we were given such a great foundation when it comes to faith and loving Jesus that, um, yeah, I feel blessed about that, yeah. you know, that we had that foundation. Yeah. Um, I think that yeah, helped guide us a lot in a lot of our choices now. Um, sure. But, yeah, mom and dad were always, like, at everything. Everything. And they yeah. always, I remember them saying that they traded it off so that, or not traded, but made sure that someone was always, like, home whenever we would get home from school and stuff, which... Not everyone has, so we're really fortunate for that. Right. Um, we went on the same trip every year um, to Mountain Home, Arkansas, which then, like, oh. links back to when we talked mm-hmm. about your yeah. – but that's, like, the standout, like, we went to the same place every year tradition. Um, I feel like we were big, have- and we still are, although maybe it's just me big on tradition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just, you know, every Halloween we would go over to mom and dad's friend's house and we would have chili. Well, <laughs> yeah. now that's what we do at Anna and Michael's house. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. just, you know, you put the tree up at a specific time, you know, the Christmas tree up at a specific time. Um, mm-hmm. You always go out to eat after we would go to church in oh the evening. We would always go out to eat, usually at the same place. Old country buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh say, and it would always be like, can we leave after communion? Because I want to go to Old Country Bay so bad. I can't wait 10 more minutes. Yeah. Overall, <laughs> it was a good, it was a really good childhood. Oh, it was like the best childhood. Yeah. Yes. But, oh yeah. Goodness. And they just were always very supportive of us yeah. with anything that we wanted to do. Um, oh, Casey and Nash are barking. <laughs> yeah, we have a dog running by and oh, the UPS gosh. driver and all that stuff as we're looking out the door at them. So uh, that, that's just part of being animal lovers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they, they get a little excited. Well, um, But yeah, mom and dad were always very supportive of any choice that we made. And then like when we both went home at different times after like from school and stuff and said we wanted to be vegetarian or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they accepted us they were like <laughs> no you can't be right yeah. <laughs> but yeah so that's just another and you've told your story where you kind of dabbled a little bit in high school or you actually in high school you yeah uh tried it out for a few months and then you just committed to it and stayed with it yeah katie, but katie i think you yeah, did but ve- you were vegetarian first I like you did it in high school yeah. before me and then but then I stopped. I yeah. took a break and um, didn't then start back up until. Well, and then I did the stupid thing where you're like, "Well, I'm not. This is what I did. I'm not going to eat cows or pigs. I can. I'll just eat chickens, you know, which or fish or yeah. or fish, yeah. And so I did that for quite some time. Um, and then yeah, I I. I think it was 
I mean, it, it was after I had, it was right after I had Palmer. So three years ago is then when I was back to being vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then shortly after that came being vegan. But yeah, you, you have been vegetarian for. Yeah, but we were like always kind of doing a it long together. time. I was trying to copy you. No, when I went. that's not right. <laughs> that is not right. But yeah, no, that. Well, Anna told me uh, told me before this, and I didn't realize this, that you were, like, really into, like, you were going to be a chef. Yeah. yeah you yeah. went to go look tell, at culinary school. I forget about that, I sometimes too. do forget about that. Yeah. So I, my senior year, I took a, the culinary program at, um, it was, so it's through DMAC, like, you get DMAC credits um, through their culinary school, but it's at the central campus and I think they still have it um but I did that with a couple of friends and yeah I really loved it um you went to as far as like going I to New York did. and visiting we went to <laughs> uh, mom and I took a uh yeah a little trip um, my senior year to New Hampshire and um gosh we went to Boston too there were a couple of schools I think we saw like three schools all together and then I had considered Chicago as well. Um, and then honestly, I, I think the reason why I didn't go is I was just, I didn't want to leave home. It was too far. And that I kind of just, and you know, the hours of, I mean, gosh, chefs work so hard and those hours are crazy. And I just don't think I was passionate about it enough to like be okay with that. Oh so, yeah, and so you end up going to the University of Iowa, I did. and you decide to become a teacher. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very different from a yes. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I um, when I was younger, I always poor Anna and Ben, I would like be their teacher, and so I always had it in me that little. Oh, yeah. You know. Just to be like a little, okay, but I remember <laughs> like a, a teacher bossy. or like the leader of the cooking show. Oh, my gosh. You were like the, the boss of the cooking show. Yeah. So it's like either way you were yes. helping us uh. with what we should be doing. <laughs> so really Stand there right now. Find a way to say that. <laughs> no, but then I went on and taught at actually Anna and I's previous elementary school um, Holy Trinity as a fifth grade teacher and I was there for three years and I loved it. I, I mean, that was a great community. Um, what made me stop was I wanted to be home with Charlie. You know, I, I struggled that first year of not being with him every day. Um, and I am very privileged enough to be able to have made that choice to stay home. So and I just, I've been home ever since. So you, you have Charlie and from there um, decide to be the be the stay-at-home mom. And yep. then here comes Harper and then here comes Palmer. That's so, right. Yep. Uh, kind of like timeline-wise, you, you, you have the three kiddos. And then that ties back into a little bit of our conversation earlier where uh, you all decide to make the move out to property. So that's right. you yeah. start, um, you know, welcoming in some uh, more animals into your family. And kind of from there, uh, I mean, how did you all start bringing animals into the house? Because I don't know if I, yeah, yeah. There, there are a couple things I 
remember hearing, but uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, like I said, when we first started this, I didn't, I, I wasn't vegan. So my, my thoughts on things were maybe a little different. And admittedly, we bought our first three goats from a breeder, um, in the Boone area. And she was super, I mean, the lady that, that we bought the goats from were, she was so kind and awesome. And those goats just had a great life at her place. And she was very, just wanting to make sure that they went to, a an equally good home, someone who would love them and care for them. Um, and so that's kind of how it got started, um, which was just the three goats. And then, um, I think it was maybe, maybe, no, you know, what came after that is Greg then also again, uh, so going back our like sanctuary is started differently than like most would, you know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of on an accident and it definitely wasn't planned. And I credit our first, so it will be five after I tell this story, five Mm -hmm. animals to like changing my outlook on, um, animal farmed animals in general, um, and their treatment and really how others see them. Um, because I never really had made that connection before until I had these animals that like I cared about so much and I could tell the world was maybe not seeing them in the way that I was. So anyway, um, after those three goats, then Greg bought for me, um, from someone who actually was in the breeding, uh, business, uh, alpacas. So then came Stella and Luna and they came from the same place. So we had at that point then the goats and alpacas and yeah, so that's how it started. And then from there, um, I became vegan, gosh, maybe a couple weeks after we got those two alpacas. Um, and then from there I had a different idea, I guess, on bringing animals. And then that's when, you know, we brought our, we, we got our female goats and Tater, our (laughs) fainting goat, um, and then the pigs and the other alpacas. So, yeah. And so like, what was it kind of seeing how people reacted differently to them that made you be like, I am going to be like, what made the Um, vegan thing like, so I feel like, Choosing to be vegan was just a combination of lots of different experiences from my life, um, thoughts, and honestly, I think I was just finally open to knowing the full truth, really. I think I knew um, selfishly that once I actually committed to learning um, about the ag industry, I would have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. And I think selfishly, I, I just wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Um, be it, you know, what other people would, I, I had never known a vegan before, yeah. so I would be the first, you know, and 
So I, and then raising kids, you know, presents a whole new set of challenges and, um, yeah. So I think that maybe that's what stopped me from learning about it sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess there's one particular instance that stands out to me with the goats. Um, so we have, um, a little white goat named Gopi and at the time he was pretty young. Um, it was not too soon after we had brought him home. He was running like he, I was going to the gate and he was running just so fast and he ran just right into like a little pallet set up. Um, and just, I mean, right away I knew he broke his leg. Oh, he just yeah. was in pain and he just laid down. And um, this was like at 4.50, you know, on a Friday. And so I like bring the car back down. I load the three kids in the car and I put Gopi in the car and I call the vet like, hey, I'm on the way with my goat. Um, and he broke his leg. And the receptionist was kind of, like confused and um basically she she didn't there was a miscommunication she didn't really know that I was wanting the leg to be fixed um because my a, a lot of ag animals you know um if it's going to cost them more money to fix an injury or something um than they're worth they uh Farmers typically won't do it. And so come to find out, it's pretty rare, like, for people to... <laughs> so Gopi came home with... Care. <laughs> like, a bit, the, the standard of care is different with ag animals, unfortunately. And I think that was the first time that I realized that, that it actually was more rare that people would be willing to spend money um, to get a leg fixed on some someone that um you know wasn't going to be bringing them more money and you know yeah with with that um so you you have this experience with gopi which i completely i oops i completely forgot yeah mike um and all at the same time all i'm thinking about uh while you're telling that story is the family tradition of us on sunday nights getting together and I can't tell you how many times we would order Indian food yep. and oftentimes the main dish would include goats, yeah. which you were raising and caring for at yep. the same time. So that's right. maybe how, how did that yeah, affect right. you? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I would say it, it bothered me for sure. I mean, when you, it, to me now, it is the same as if I remember growing up, like if you would hear about, you know, the Yulin meat festival mm -hmm. or, um, people eating dogs, it was just horrifying. I mean, I would like, like who would possibly sleep. do that? Yeah. Who would do that? Um, but as you, uh, I think just as you spend time around other animals or form a bond with them, it um, becomes so clear that goats are, you know, 
sentient beings, just exactly how dogs are, exactly how cats are. And just because our culture recognizes dogs and cats as pets that can be inside and sleep on our beds, um, at the same time, other animals are not recognized as that. And I think once your brain like clicks, um, at least in my experience, once my brain clicked that like all of these animals are, you know, living beings capable of feeling emotion and um, feeling love. It's, it's all this, you know, it it became the same to me. So it did bother me um, a lot in the same way um, and not to call people out who eat meat, but in the same way that it, does bother me when I see someone eating another type of meat, you know, because no longer is it just a piece of meat. When you make that like connection, it's an animal that had feelings and was scared and feels love. So. Well, I think it's a, a, just always for me, it's a good reminder when talking to you and just talking to anybody is that, you know, I, this is, you know, late 2019. I can remember vividly the thought of me sitting at the table eating goats mm-hmm. at that time. And it's just like, it's a good reminder that we weren't all born vegan. We weren't all there and That's we right. all, all have experienced in some way, but also it ties back to that, to like the saying that, you know, uh, all vegans say is, you know, the only regret I have about being vegan is that it didn't happen sooner. And I mean, there's no doubt about that, you know, still being the case, but, uh, man, it, it is, uh, I, I had totally forgot about that story yeah. and kind of forgot about that moment. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know, you, Anna, yeah, I feel like I look back on those like couple months that you were vegan and we weren't like you handled it. So yeah. like gracefully, yeah. like I, I mean, I don't think I ever remember a time. I know you were probably like burning up inside, but I don't remember a time that you ever made anyone feel what you mean. And now you might like, if anything, it was the opposite. It was us, you know, saying like, you know, maybe flexing what we were doing over. Yeah. Yeah. Like you Anna still eating cheese, me still eating meat. Like it's, I'm not changing, I'm not changing our ways, you know, whatever, you know, uh-huh. like I remember doing, I Katie. sent you like pictures of my like when I was making the cheese boards and stuff and like I don't know I specifically remember you being like oh my gosh they're so beautiful like so good like have you ever thought about making like a vegan one and I was like oh <laughs> yeah I guess I could do that like I wouldn't really know how to but I guess I can maybe do that sometime so a bunch of lettuce yeah. but kind of like I <laughs> was so like tree bark but that was yeah. like if I that's the only thing and I ever remember, yeah, feeling, I don't know. I just, you were so graceful about it. And then it makes that just like, makes me mad at myself for okay. not getting it sooner. But I know like it just, it has to come naturally or the way that it means to each individual. But yeah, I, that's just, I, I can only imagine like how hard family functions probably or just like any function with doing anything like by yourself like that like I've Michael and I have been really fortunate to always have each other and then you so like I just can't imagine well thank you yeah first of all I never felt that from either of you I 
I never felt like unsupported or, you know, getting side eyes or anything. I was, <laughs> I would never felt that from you guys. Um, but going back to your point, Michael, of none of us were born vegan. That's so true. And I think um, something that's helped me is like people, for the most part, you know, want what's best for, they don't, they don't want cruelty or want suffering. And it's, I'm not saying that if you eat meat, like you are for that. So I hope that that it doesn't come across as that. Um, And also, I mean, I think back to when I was vegetarian, my protein source would be like cheese, Mm -hmm. cottage cheese and eggs. I would eat so many eggs. So I feel like it's all just a learning curve for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, what was for you as you kind of are making the transition into, you know, being because it wasn't like overnight necessarily was it or yeah what was the transition like I guess for you um so like I so I had gone vegetarian okay so do you remember um a few years ago they someone did some investigative work at the Fairlife Dairy oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and it was like a big thing you know it came out and it was showing these these calves being abused and stomped on and um, it was devastating. And I watched part of the video and then I just couldn't, you know, it just, I, I mean, it, I, it, it bothered me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of put that on the back burner, but I will say it, I never stopped thinking about that and what I saw, um, because up until that point, you know, I had heard vegans not a lot. Because um, I, ha- I like I said, I didn't really know not any a lot vegans. in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> but I would follow like certain um, vegetarian pages or like some sanctuary pages, and people would talk about veganism. And um, to me, it's like I knew, like I said earlier, once I like knew all of the facts, I would have no choice but to go vegan. Um, and it's like that fair life thing that was just so public is maybe what opened my eyes to um, visually seeing it. Um, and I'm a super like visual person. So if I see mm-hmm. something, I can't just not, you know, I can't unsee it, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so um, I would say that's what maybe got me thinking um, more about it. And... I had already been vegetarian at that time, um, but I, like I said, I, I think I actually stopped drinking milk, um, which was not really a sacrifice because I actually didn't really ever enjoy drinking mm-hmm. milk, you know, yeah. um, but I can't say the same for the other dairy products. I, I thought about it for sure, but then I also had that voice in my head that was telling me, you know what? Um it's just the way that the world is like, there's nothing that you can do about it. It's just the way things are like God put them, which is something that I would hear a lot, which now kind of gets my ire up. But, um, 
you know, God put them here for us. Um, and so without doing any research, I just kind of would convince myself of those things um, to make, to justify it, I guess, um, to justify like my consumption of dairy and eggs and such. Um, and then I, I wish I could say it was like this one thing, but it was a combination of just lots of stuff, I guess. Um, the gopi thing, the, you know, just being around my, my animals. Um, we had found out, um, later that Luna, one of the alpacas that we, that Greg had given to me for my birthday, um, was actually pregnant. And I just kind of, it kind of changed my view on her. Like I can't, I'm a mom and she's pregnant and these dairy calves also are pregnant. And to just imagine, you know, that the, that there would be, that someone would take Luna's baby so that they could drink her milk, you know, it's, it, it just like haunted me. And so one day I think I just, um, and I don't remember the specific day, but I, like I said, I'm a very visual person. And so I, I decided I'm going to, as much as it hurts me, I'm going to try to learn as much as I can. And I'm going to watch the videos that are uncomfortable and that make me want to throw up and cry and scream. Um, but I did it. And I don't know where my kids were at this time, but I remember like sitting on the couch and just watching, um, videos and they weren't just like PETA videos, you know, PETA gets a bad rap for making everything. So extreme. Um, but they were, you know, videos that farmers would put on YouTube about how to, prevent your, you know, how to separate the dairy calves, how to, um, kill the male chicks, you know, just stuff like that. Um, and I just, I couldn't be a part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, I finally found like a way of life that veganism that aligned with my ethics and, my beliefs and it's like finally I felt it's crazy but like I didn't it, it was like a weight had been lifted off of me that I didn't even know was there because I finally feel felt like I wasn't contributing to harm mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah not only have you found a way um out of out of that life yeah. essentially but um and out of harm and now you're doing the exact opposite. You're mm-hmm. putting care and love into <laughs> all these animals. And um, we we have so much we wanted to get to. Um, but Sorry, I was it, such a rambler. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it happen Not where you you're just are, like, ca- just, well, no, that's why I said it. Just it just does. Yeah. And, just and then your mind is like thinking right. of 20 <laughs> things. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you guys are awesome. Um, it's just so funny. Because <laughs> that's like not typically... I mean, that's like not typically how a podcast goes where you guys dissect the the talking of the podcast in the middle. And it's just so awesome. Like what we're doing right now. Yes, I love it. Because that's that's literally what this is all about. It's just a couple microphones in the way. I just got to get the 
get it out of my just mind sometimes <laughs> and just remember how, how great it is. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Well then, okay. then all right. So if we're going to be doing this, uh, all right, do we want to talk for the last like five minutes here? Do we want to talk about how the, how Greg and the kids, um, you know, kind of learned about veganism and how that became a norm in your house? Sure. Or do we want to talk about the animals in the sanctuary in, in five <laughs> True. minutes? Okay. So yeah, either the like current and goals of happy so, hearts and hooves or the family dynamic. Cause I then there'll be a second the fa- I one. Believe it or not, I can sum up the family dynamic like quickly. And okay. I will try to intentionally do that. Let's see, because okay. it is when I When I first went vegan, um, I remember I was sitting around, we were sitting around the table having lunch, and uh, for sure the kids and Greg were not eating vegan. And I, anyway, I said, hey, Greg, <laughs> which usually he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but I'm like, I um, have done some research, and I'm going to go vegan. And so that means, like, I'm not going to eat any animal products at all. I'm not going to eat eggs or cheese. And he kind of looked at me, and he's like, mm, okay, <laughs> you do you. Um, but me. I said, but don't worry. Like, I will still – I'll make my stuff separate, and I'll still c- cook, you know. We can still cook with animal products for the kids and for you. And you yeah, I'll you said like, don't worry, separate. I won't change anything else or whatever. For sure I said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and that lasted about a week um, of not changing anything. And then slowly um, it's transitioned to just not having any animal products in the house. Um, I My cooking has changed dramatically in the fact that I am, a, you know, we had our basic like, Spaghetti, taco, you know, just like eight meals that we would rotate throughout the week or throughout, you know, whatever. And um, my cooking has changed. And so the kids and Greg, our home is, I we only cook vegan. We I don't even remember the last time I've touched an animal product in my home. And same with the kids and Greg. Um, and they're very aware. You know, we never lie to them about where... Um, you know, their food comes from even Palmer, my two-year-old will say, Hey mom, what's this, what's this made from? (laughs) (laughs) And fortunately I get to always tell her, well, that's made from a plant or, um, that sort of thing. Um, it does get trickier and it will get trickier as the kids get older. I'm not gonna, you know, our house is, is vegan. Um, it's a sanctuary for animals and I just, it's not right to have animal products in the house, in my opinion. Um, when I'm caring for those types of animals. Um, but, you know, my kids are their own people. And when they go out in the world, I guess my goal as a parent is to fill them with the knowledge and compassion, but ability to make their own choices. Mm-hmm. So um, for now, every, you know, all my, I'm 100% vegan. I would say my kids are when I'm in control of mm-hmm. vegan. <laughs> But yeah, and 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 Greg is also, I would say, um, like I said, at home we they all are. Um, he's, I think he would consider himself more plant based at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. he'll still, you know, at restaurants uh-huh. he, he will he will go out and get 
like the plant-based option or, or yeah but he will sometimes he will you know, um yeah. he i i would be i i don't know when the last time that he ha- he's more um leaning vegetarian yeah at yeah. this point yeah yeah, is what I will say, and it's like it's kind of unfair to leave it at that <laughs> for it Greg because yeah, yeah. Greg is you're been right. Amazing. Greg is I I will say this. Greg yeah. is the best partner, the most supportive husband. He has dove right into this with me, mm-hmm. and there will be times that I like can't find him around the house, and he's outside laying down with the pigs, giving oh. them belly rubs, yeah. and that just makes my heart yeah. burst. So. He's oh amazing, gosh. and I literally could never do any of this without him. Yeah, so uh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I uh, let's leave this off, which is kind of like yeah. your your final thoughts on uh, maybe your your goals and aspirations now as you move forward forward with Happy Hearts and Hooves, which we really yeah. didn't get to touch on a ton, but we will have you in. Yeah. We'll, well, maybe we'll just take everything <laughs> down there. Okay. And we'll yeah, do it in the field or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the so, goats would be eating all of our wires, so yeah. we can do it with Okay, yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, what are your uh, next steps and goals here? Yeah. So right now, um, we I care for 20 animals, um, pigs, goats, and alpacas. Um, at this point, we, um, like I said, we're small. So we, our next step is to um, grow, physically grow. So whether that be um, our, what we would love in an ideal world, um, and we're working on this, is to uh, expand to at least part, um, if not fully, to the like 30 acres that surround us. Um, that would be ideal and um that would be the goal and that way we can you know because at this point we're very limited um you know I can't take in cows like I wouldn't feel comfortable taking any more York you know big farm pigs um until we have more space so that is the next goal um but overall just the overall mission I guess is to um just provide a home um, to animals where they are not, ex- we don't expect anything from them. You know, they, it's not a give and take, like they, they just are free to live their life at our home. Um, and it's their home too. And I don't expect anything from them. Um, and, you know, I, I, I dream of a world one day where animals and people can live as companions to each other, um, which I truly do feel is the way that God intended it to be. Um, but until then, you know, I, I just want to keep just showing people that it is possible to have a really awesome, thriving life um, by choosing compassion, you know, when you eat and... Um, yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. That's that. And that's like literally what you feel when you're at your house. Well, that that's is why every single time we leave, ever. we're like, oh, our heart, like we just, our hearts just feel so full. Yeah. And I mean, like I, every single time with the kids, with the animals, yeah. uh, all of it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like I am tired. I physically, um, you know, being a mom physically is, mm-hmm. is hard and mentally. But then when you, you know, add the physical challenges to like having animals and having a sanctuary. Um, and then the mental load of that, it's, 
it can be tiring sometimes, but I truly feel like, and you guys know, I mean, when you find something that you're passionate about and um, is providing like good, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's so worth, I mean, it's the best kind of tired there is. Yeah. And so. It's really cool to see. Well, thank you. I'm part of a little bit. Yep. No, thank you, Katie. And we'll do this again. And yeah, with that, <laughs> you got to go back out into the, the real world. What oh, it's I, two o'clock. Perfect. <laughs> now I got to go get Harper from school. <laughs> <laughs> then I drive to go get Charlie. And then we're stopping at the farm store out there in Winterset to yeah. get some straw. And <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't expect anything less. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh -uh. Oh, I just love her so much. Um, there's never enough time. You guys did great, and that was it was so fun seeing you all. Yeah, seeing you all, and then listening to you. It may be hard for our listeners to sometimes decipher who is talking because you guys sound so much alike. She probably just sounds like way more like she knows what she's talking about than me. But whatever. well, she uh, she is probably more qualified than both of us to talk about all things vegan, and that's why we'll have to have her on again soon. As you said, not enough time, but yep. uh, we can uh, we'll, we'll double back and have many more conversations. So yeah. that that'll be fun. Yeah. Until then, um, make sure you follow Katie on Instagram at it's I think it's at Happy Hearts and Hooves. All underscores in between, no spaces, all yeah. underscores for the spaces. And I mean, she just like is really good at keeping us up to date on all of her like amazing animals and the kids and all the pictures, either two legs or four legs. Yeah. <laughs> and cute pictures. Yeah, it's the best. Um, anyways, thank you so much for joining us. As always, lead with your hearts and eat plants.